everyone, my name is Julianne, also known as the Hidden Geisha across social media, and I want to welcome you to this episode of the podcast. The goal of this podcast is to shine new awareness, perspective, and insights on some of the different thoughts and patterns that we are currently embodying, most times subconsciously, so that we can decide whether or not we want to remain that person or start shifting into a life where we intentionally create fulfillment and live in our potential. All right, so let's begin. Think fast. Is the glass half full or half empty? Does your answer really make you a more positive person? And does that even matter? If being positive all of the time isn't your goal, then what is your goal? Some can say that your goal could simply be to experience your life differently, to improve its quality, to not have positivity, but to have perspective. To take the same situations that are always coming your way, and instead of having them weigh you down and push you to remain in stagnation, you find the benefit in them, which allows you to use all of life as an opportunity to be propelled towards your personal potential. Here to talk about the power of a shift in perspective is my friend Donovan. He was actually a client of mine and has a really powerful journey surrounding shifting his perspective and being able to rewrite his story based upon that. So Donovan, please introduce yourself and tell us about your hopes, visions, and dreams. Hey, um, first I wanna say that I'm very happy to be able to sit here and speak on this subject. Uh, This is a subject that is very near and dear to my heart. I think it's very, very important for people to think about at the very least. Um, but uh, yes, like you said, my name is Dom and Julius. I'm a friend of Julianne. Um, I was a client. Um, I did the life coaching with Julianne, which was really, really great. Um, I am a, well, graduating actually, in less than a week from the University of Georgia with a degree yeah. in advertising. Um, and after that, I'll be attending law school at the University of Georgia. So um, I guess that's a little about myself as far as my, what you said, my hopes. Yeah, hopes, visions, visions. dreams, anything that you, you know, really see in your future. Okay, well, I, I hope to be, um, I guess my greatest hope is to be a man that, um, that uh, is, is, is respected, um, and that I bring some sort of benefit to the people around me, and that when I leave this earth, I, I leave the communities I've touched and the people I've touched um, much better off than, than when I came. Um, as far as my dreams and you said dreams and yeah hopes visions and dreams visions and dreams um i guess uh you know vision for myself right now is to go ahead and get into law i mean not getting into law school to finish law school and to go ahead and get into the legal field um so that way i can start seeing ways that i'll be able to use what i'm passionate about to help people um and i mean but all of that is to an end so i can make sure that you know my family at the very least and the people around me that um i can take care of my family and, and get them out of um, situations, um, financial situations, and um, be able to provide for the family that I have later on. Yeah. I guess yeah. the same thing while chasing happiness, right? Yeah, but um, I mean, happiness looks so different for everybody. So knowing, you know, what you're chasing in particular is really important. Right. Um, so today we are talking about perspective, which is such a huge topic. Um, and like, so we were speaking to someone before, and they were saying that you know this could go a ton of different ways. Yeah. And. <laughs> 
we actually like kind of talked about this topic a little bit before. Um, well, fun fact, we actually recorded an episode before, but in that episode, we just felt like it wasn't really driving the point home. Right. So we had like another right. talk and we were like, okay, what do we really need to like share and right. give people? So we really settled in on perspective and like some key points that we really wanted to share. So um, throughout this conversation, we're gonna, I guess, really talk about those. And at the end, honestly, just to like double drive everything in, I'm just going to list out all of the key points so that you guys can like have a takeaway list. Um, if you just want to listen to like the last 10 seconds of the podcast, you'll still have great value in that. Yeah. So Donovan, in your personal story, when did you first realize that perspective was so important? Right. So I think we, I think we all grow up. Uh, hearing, you know, from your parents, your teachers, or, or whatever, about the word perspective, and they tell you that it's important. Uh, perspective is important to have. But I guess for myself personally, I didn't realize just what that meant or how important perspective was until I uh, actually went back to Haiti. Um, I say back because that's where my family was from, but for my, me, this was the very first time I'd ever gone to Haiti. I, I'd heard so much about it, I knew so much about it mm -hmm. from what I'd heard, but that was from somebody else's perspective. Mm, okay. So, so you had formulated your own, basically, yeah. Exactly. I okay. Because I hadn't experienced it for myself. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I can only draw from other people's perspective and other people's experiences. Mm -hmm. um, but when I went there for myself, it, it really did a lot to shift uh, the way I viewed things and, and the way I thought about a lot of different things. Um, I remember I got there and, I mean, I, I had traveled previously. I had been to other places. My dad had been stationed in Germany. But... For some reason, this was a lot closer to home, obviously, because this was a culture I was raised in. Mm -hmm. um, and I was feeling the effects of this place, even though I'd been so far from it. Yeah. Um, but being there, it put everything into perspective. I, um, I remember a lot of different things with my culture that I kind of didn't understand. I felt like the, you know, my, my grandparents and my parents, they were way, way too strict. They just weren't modern. They, they, they didn't understand how the world I lived in worked. Um, and a lot of times I didn't understand why they were the way they were. Being there and seeing what they'd gone through um, in that regard, as far as my family, that, that really kind of helped me to understand and be more appreciative um, for, the people, for the people that I had in my life and where they came from. And it made me understand, helped me to understand why they were the way that they were. Um, a second thing as well was also, I think at the time, I, you know, I was in college. Um, it was after my first year. Um, I had a lot of things happen in my life. My grandfather had passed. Um, I wasn't really dealing with it. Um, deeply you know getting to the root of a lot of those issues but surface level i was sad um yeah i was dealing with a lot of sadness i'd had three deaths um in a year my grandfather um two friends and i think that um i, I wasn't really dealing with I, I was i was questioning life like itself um and what i was getting out of it and going there and seeing just how these people were and i think not even then like in my the entirety of my life i've always looked back and there were different things that like i was like oh well you know, other people are lucky because they have this, or, mm, you, know, or mm -hmm. you know, they they. Have, I, I went through a time where you know my family didn't have a lot of money. Like I got, kicked, yeah. I got kicked out of school because we didn't have the money to pay. Wow. Like, you know, went through a foreclosure. Like I was, I was a lot of that stuff. I was a little bitter about. Um, but going to Haiti, being with my family who was there, who was living there, seeing just how little they had, it it was. It was it was it was very important for my perspective because the thing is that even though they had so much little the quality of life they were living yeah they were so happy mm. across the board people just seem to be genuinely just more in love with life itself than what i'd experienced here in america 
more than I've experienced really anywhere else, even when I was in yeah. Europe, like they just were generally happy and they cared about people. They're spending more time with people. They come mm -hmm. and they would sit down and just tell stories and stories after stories. Like mm. they really, really were happy. And for me, I think coming from a materialist culture, like yeah. it, it, I had to sit and think about why it is that they could be so happy with so little. And then you had so much and then you were feeling Compared you know, to them, so ungrateful. Wow, exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's a shift in perspective. Absolutely. So I wonder, how old were you when you took this trip? So I was actually 19 years old. Um, okay, so that's like just burgeoning on manhood. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, uh -huh. Just starting to come into who I was um, and, and really understanding, um, being able to look. That trip was great because I was able to kind of, it, it caused me to start thinking a lot about mm -hmm. who I was. Because that trip showed me like, okay, I understand my mom is not just my mom. She's, you know, she was raised here. She's a, per she's a human being. Yeah. And these were the factors that kind of played into her. So it started getting me along the line of thinking of who was I? What were the factors that were playing into my life that, that created me into who I am and, and shaped the way that I deal with things and the mm -hmm. way that I look at things? Oh, that's really powerful. So it seems like that trip answered a lot of questions for you and questions that you probably didn't even know that you were asking. Um, so one thing that I'm wondering is what were some of the lessons that were in that for you? So what that really showed me is that um, perspective really comes from within. Like not perspective, but happiness is something that you generate from within. Um, you know, it's, it's, happiness is a perspective that you choose to have on things. And um, you know, it's, it's not based on the circumstances that you're in. No matter what circumstances you're in, you can choose to be happy. Mm -hmm. um, so that showed me that, you know, the happiness perspective, and that's also a choice. Mm -hmm. You can choose to be happy. So it kind of really sounds like um, you were able to see for the first time, maybe, how much power you had in your own life. Right. And the power to choose, like, your emotions. Because I think people go through their whole lives and don't realize that concept. That, like, you can literally choose, like, to be ha happy or sad about something. I think it's even interesting... Um, when something bad happens to somebody, they'll want the details around it so that they can choose how they want to feel about it. It's not like, oh, this thing happened, then all of a sudden you feel this emotion, but it's like, this thing happened, what were the details? Should I feel anger? Should I feel hate? Should I feel love? Should I feel joy? And um, a lot of that stuff does happen subconsciously. So it's really interesting to you know come into the realization that you can consciously choose what you want to feel and that it doesn't have to remain, you know, that subconscious reaction. Right. And I want to iterate that it wasn't like all of a sudden I just went and had this trip and came back a week and a half later and was just like, oh, Eureka, like it, it hit. <laughs> like it was the beginning of, in, as these things, exactly, mm -hmm. all, like always are, it's a, it's a journey, it's a process. Um, so, uh, you know, I did, I'm still wrestling with, but it, it caused, what, it, what that did is it caused a shift mm -hmm. and, you know, the line of thought that I had. Nice. It was like that pivot point in your exactly. life. Exactly. It was a huge pivotal point in my life. Awesome. So, you know, what did you find out that your perspective was really affecting in your life? It was affecting a lot of things, man. Um, I remember that a lot of the stuff that kind of happened, like it started to affect even my, especially my faith, even like I never, I don't think I ever reached a point where I didn't believe that God existed for mm -hmm. me. But uh, again, like with everything that kind of happened, like one of the people that died was my friend Emmanuel. Um, I don't know, you, you might, um, older people may know him. Um, he was here before I ever came to UGA. Um, and, but he, he was the battle with cancer. And he was, um, you know, I knew him from church and he was a very devout, you know, Christian. And he was, you know, really loved God. 
Um, and he, uh, he, he beat it like four times. I remember right before he passed, I went and visited him in the hospital. We played games and they said he was getting better. Uh, but and it was it was bone cancer and it, you know it, it had him he was sitting in a chair he's having trouble standing up but it, he was, they said he was recovering and getting a lot better and that was christmas february he passed and for me it just didn't make sense why god would bring someone through that four times mm -hmm. to just have him to succumb to it mm -hmm. and um so a lot, a lot of these things it, it was affecting my faith and a lot of my identity was in my faith so I, you know it's affecting my identity like and who i was and and things like that and also i mean inadvertently if i'm having struggles within myself that's going to translate on the outside like it started to affect my relationships i was having with other people mm -hmm. um I, you know even within my family um so it was it was definitely um definitely taking off i think i wasn't consciously thinking about it that deep at the point in time mm -hmm. but all that stuff that had happened to me all these different factors like there were all these different factors and elements were, were definitely taking a toll on me and shaping my perspective without me realizing it yeah absolutely and it's crazy because, like, you know, you're speaking about a series of events that happened maybe within, what was it, a six-month period? A year. A, a year, year yeah. yeah, a year-long period. But honestly, our perspective is shaped from the moment that we, like, come out of the womb. Bingo. So it is, like, you know, not just things that happen in a one-year perspective, which you know, can really shift things radically, but things that we have grown up with and that things that we may not even be aware of and things that we just think is, you know, pure, plain, simple reality because that's our experience of reality, but it's really not, you know, the truth because the truth is that everyone has their own truth. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, and I didn't, it wasn't until after, um, again, I told you this is a journey. So of course, that's immediately what came to my mind. I was like, you know, I can be grateful for the time I did spend with my grandfather and all that stuff. Like, but it, like I said, I was focused on that year. It wasn't until much later on, until after we had our coaching session, that mm -hmm. I really started to dig a lot deeper and um, started to look holistically my, t my entire life as a whole mm -hmm. from a neutral standpoint and just really look at all these different things that you said have been, have been really fact uh, factoring into my life. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like you said, um, there's nobody, nobody's perspective is right yeah per se you get what i'm saying like mm -hmm. because it, it's perspective is just the lens through which we experience reality but like me and you can watch the same event and the way we tell it is different it doesn't mean that either of us are necessarily wrong because mm -hmm. that is our perspective but neither perspective is necessarily right either because we're just telling you from what we saw exactly and what we can remember and we already know like you could look at studies like what people remember, I mean, eyewitness testimony oh my is very gosh. fickle. Yeah, very so fickle. They, they keep using it. <laughs> yeah, they, they keep using it. They love to put black people away for that, man. Boy. Oh, man. Okay, so, you know, you realize that it was affecting your faith, your yeah. happiness, and, like, your relationships. And you kind of mentioned that, you know, as we were going through um, the session that you were able to like, dig deeper, I'm curious as to, like, what were some of the, you know, shifts in your perspective that really started to change things or, you know, that you were aware of that really helped you on the journey? Cool. So I think um, I can't really speak about that without getting into, like, what caused me to be there and to come to, you know, to come to do life coaching in the first place. Um, because... I think the way I was kind of looking at things at first before, like coming from my family with, you know, Haitian family and like my dad, and I think even the black community as a whole, like stuff like therapy and, you know, life coaching and mentorship and anything that caused us to seek for help, we see it as weakness. We see it as a sign of weakness for some reason. And I think that it wouldn't have been something I was open to unless at the time I was, I was, I was broken. Mm -hmm. I believe that I'm, I'm on the firm believer that everything in my life happens 
Like it, everything that happens in my life is for a reason. It's the best thing that possibly could have happened to me. Mm-hmm. At that time, the best that possibly could have happened to me is I was going through a really rough breakup with someone that I really cared about. And what was going on was that this person expressed, not I want to say out of the blue, because but I wasn't aware of it. These things that were going on, how this person was feeling, and it just kind of all came out. And I was mm-hmm. kind of left with that to sit and to think on all of this, and to think that how, despite my best intentions, I was getting you know a lot of results that didn't align with that. Mm-hmm. And so for me, here I was wrestling with the fact I had my perspective on, and I'm like, well, I know I'm not this, I'm not that person. It was hard for me to accept her perspective on things. It's true. Yeah. But for me, the way I was thinking about it at the time was like, one of these has to be true. You know what I'm oh, saying? Okay. One of these has to be true. And, is it me and it was is it driving her? me yes, mm-hmm. it was driving me nuts. Like it was driving me nuts, dog. Like I was like, one of these one of these has to be true. And it just trying to wrestle with it. And then again, like we're not talking, so wrestle yeah. with myself. Like I remember I was it was it was really bothering me because I cared. Yeah. Um, but it was at that it was I remember around that time that we um, just happened to have a conversation and you mentioned it. And at the time I was like, okay, like I heard like, oh I'm glad, you know, she's doing that and things like that. But Oh, mention it being mentioned that I coach. Yeah, you co- oh yeah, yeah. Men- mention it. I'm sorry, <laughs> mention it being yeah, mentioning that you were doing life coaching mm-hmm. sessions, and um, I know that's something you've always been passionate about. So I was really happy to see you walk in your purpose. So I was like, oh, that's great, um, but I wasn't really thinking about it for myself mm-hmm. until you know one day. I mean, I was I, I felt like you know and com- definitely compelled, and it was pressed upon me to actually reach out to you to, to schedule one and see what it was like. And it's, again, like I said, everything that happened in my life is the best thing that happened to me. It was the best thing I ever could have done at that point in time because mm-hmm. it did a lot to help me uh, deepen the way I was thinking about a lot of different things and, mm-hmm. and dig deeper. Um, but yeah, so. Okay. Um, so I think it's really interesting. You kind of have referenced this a few times, but everything that happened to you is the best thing that could have happened to you. Um, where did you pick that up from? <laughs> <laughs> I just think I don't I I don't know where I picked it up from. I think it's just been a culmination of everything that I've kind of gone through. Like everything that happens in life to me is the best thing that happened to me. It just comes from the idea that in life things happen. There's no such thing as good or bad. Mm-hmm. There just is your perspective on it. Absolutely. We, 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 give, we attribute things that happen in life as whether they're good or whether there's bad. So the things in my life, I mean, the only thing between living my, my best life and my worst life is my perspective on it. Absolutely. I can choose to believe that everything that happened to me had to happen to me for the best and, and, and choose to believe that the best things are coming to me in the future. It's, 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 honestly, I'm trying to tell you, like, happiness is a perspective and perspective is always a choice. And that's what's important. And that's what I... I, I was missing from the conversations when I was young and teachers and parents mm-hmm. were telling me, oh, perspective is important. Yeah, it's important. But one of the big things about it is that it's a choice. Yeah. And then I guess, you know, going that second step to think why it's important, because something that you just said was really powerful. and I want to reiterate that. Um, but it's just speaking to the fact that things are going to happen in your life regardless. Right. People are going to pass away. You're going to, you know, fail some tests. You may or may not get into things like, you know, bad things happen, good things happen. And a lot of that isn't in your control. It's not in your control at all. There's nothing that you could do about it at all. So it's like when it's going to happen, are you going to choose to accept it or to fight what already is and then be living in the past and then be stuck in the past, you know? Right. Because like when something has already happened, it is. Bingo. So we have the choice to, you know, either accept it or try to fight it. But right. when you're trying to fight it, you are fighting something that no longer exists. Right. You never had control over it in the first place. You don't have control of, over it after it happened in the past either. Exactly. So you're literally fighting against like the air. Like you're imagine stuck. yourself sitting down like 
squaring up to fight with the air. Right. That's what you're doing when you're like not, you know, letting go of the past. And then on top of that, when it happens, you know, you choose how you want to feel about that. Right. You're sitting there thinking about, wow, like this was the worst thing that happened to me. Everything in my life has been so terrible. Mm -hmm. This sucks. This sucks. And I'm not going to give the lecture about how there's always someone going through something different, something worse than you. Mm -hmm. Not even going to get to talking about that. Just you yourself. You sitting there saying, oh, this was terrible. This was the worst thing that ever could have happened to me. As long as you believe that, then it's true. Mm -hmm. The power of belief is very important. If you continue to believe that, that, wow, I, I'm disenfranchised or I'm, I, I'm I, you know, because this thing happened to me in the past, mm -hmm. then that's what it's going to be. But if you can start to rewire, reframe the way that you're looking at your story. Absolutely. And, and to go ahead and to... to to, to rewrite to your story to think exactly you can rewrite your story if i sit there and i look back and i say wow at the time that really sucked mm -hmm. but on the back end i see that this came from this and this came from this and this came from this things are never black and white things are never just good or bad yep there's a wide variety of effects that different things happen and with each and every single one of those mm -hmm. as long as you're consciously aware of it you can choose to let that be a good thing or a bad thing mm-hmm even the things that we looked at as bad, we can we can kind of find the good in it. Yeah, and I guess that's another part too. You're not gonna know how things are gonna affect you in the future. Right. So, um, and I just use this example. Some people may think that it's pretty extreme, but you know, say there was somebody who was going into work, and it was you know the day of 9/11, yeah. and they you know missed their train. They woke up super late. At that moment, to them, they thought that that was the worst thing that could have happened because their boss told them if they were late one more day, they were gonna get fired. Right. And in that moment, they thought that that was the absolute worst thing that could happen to them. But, you know, in the flip side, in the future, they found out that that was actually not the case. And that's how life is. You're not going to know how it's going to affect you in the future, positively or negatively. So what you can really just do in this moment is say, like, hey, this is here and I'm going to choose to feel positive about it because it's here already. Right. And to just move forward in that because you're not going to know the effects down the line and like how that, you know, could have really shifted everything. Right. Everything that's happened to you helped create who you are today and I mean your perspective today. And so that okay. So I wrote when I was applying to law school, I wrote my essay and I, I my divert my statement of diversity, I got this idea. It's not my idea, um, from a grad student a person who graduated last year and went to law school last year. Um, she talked about diversity of perspective. Mm -hmm. And that really stuck with me. I was like, wow. Because there's a lot more to me than just like I'm, I'm, I'm black, like it's part of it. But there's a lot more to it. And the reason we care about diversity is because it brings a diversity of perspectives in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things I mentioned in looking for, because it wasn't a Haitian proverb I grew up hearing, but I was just looking for something to kind of give it a little, you know what I'm saying? A little judge. A little pizzazz. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, it was a proverb that says, Saufe se li uwe. And what that means is what you, it's Saufe, what you do. That is what you see. What you do, that is what you see. The things you do in life, the things that the things that have happened to you, the things you've experienced, that is what you see. Mm -hmm. And it, it resonated with me. I was like, wow, that's perfect. But it applies to this because it's like everything that's happened to your life, everything that you've experienced in your life, that affects your perspective. That affects how you see things today. That is what you see. This, life is nothing but a series of encounters with people, with things, with mm -hmm. events. And all those encounters, big or small, they have an impact. It, like imagine it's a it's a so it's a some smart piece of marble. Mm -hmm. Each and every single thing that each and every single encounter is like chiseling away. You know, so it's what do you believe that masterpiece is going to be at the end of the day? Mm. What will you allow it to be? You and know? how are you going to intentionally create that? Right. Are and, you going to let life come in and shape it how it wants to, or are you going to right. decide where you want to put, you know, the chips to the? And, and to you the have world. to take the time to understand your perspective, right? Because 
the so and when I was studying for law school, something they taught us is something called the contrapositive. Um, it was it was so hard for me to understand at first, but it's it simplifies like if I say like if I go to the store, I will get apples, mm-hmm. right? I can take that same statement and flip it. So what I had is a condition. If I go to the store, I will get apples. Mm-hmm. So if I come home and I did not get apples, then you know I did not go to the store. So with that same statement about you know what you what you do, that's what you see. What you can't see, you can't do. So the same way that what the things that you do, the things that happen to you, shape your perspective. Your perspective, it's it's cyclical because your perspective and how you see things also affects how you're going to do things in the future. Absolutely. So you have to. That perspective is important mm-hmm. because it's here. It is you know being shaped by all these different things. You need to have an understanding of that because you can you know you understand because all the things are, are factoring in to your perspective. They're factoring into you yeah. how you see things. The better you understand it, the more control you have over it instead mm-hmm. of letting it control you. So that in itself is right. the power of rewriting your story. Right. Um, because our perspective is cyclical. So the things that happen, the things that we do are the things that we see. So that's the things that we're going to continue to do because that's the thing that we're going to continue to see. Right. So we have to look back at our past and... You know, I call this kind of placing emotions or placing perspective um, because we, if we look back at something and say, okay, cool, like in this moment, you know, I thought that this was the worst thing that ever happened to me. You can, you know, really go back and change that and say, actually, this thing was great and this happened because of that. Right. Um, the power in that is that, you know, say for instance, you weren't going to take a, you know, leap of faith or take a risk because something in your past, you know, you had a negative connotation with it. Right. If you rewrite that story and attach a positive connotation with it and draw all of the benefits that happened, you know, from that situation, right. then all of a sudden you're more apt to take that risk because that risk came with positive results rather than negative results. Right. Exactly. 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 <laughs> I, I keep I keep saying that because it's 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 all sitting. You said a lot, but it's it's all sitting yeah. and it's registering. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in any situation. If I go out and I I put I put an application for a job, you know, or I, I, I get a job and I get fired from that job, and I'm like, oh mm-hmm. wow, like I will never work with these type of people ever again. Absolutely. Like, I, like it's terrible. Instead of thinking like, oh wow, like thinking about it and being like, what did I learn from this situation? Absolutely. Why did they get fired? Thinking about the benefits, like, oh, I learned how to see these, how these people operate, what mm-hmm. they like, what they don't. Like, it, that changes things. Because if I'm like, I'll never work with these people again, it was so terrible, mm-hmm. then I never will. If I look at it positively, I'm like, oh, what did I learn, what I take from it? I'm more apt and I feel more enabled to go and out and do it again. Exactly, because you drew positives from the situation instead of negatives. Right. And I think that's really powerful because I see a lot of people not even taking that first step to you know move towards something because they had one bad experience with something and then they generalize that entire experience. You know what's sad? I think a lot of times people don't even give enough time to think we're constantly moving. They don't sit and think about, they might think about big experiences, but they don't sit and think about what those experiences are in the first place. People would just say like, I don't want to do that. I don't like that. But why? Mm-hmm. What what is why 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 will you not do that? Mm-hmm. Oh, because it makes you feel this way. Well, why does it make you feel that way? Exactly. What 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 has happened in your life to to paint for you right now to be looking at and thinking that 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 this or allow this to make you feel a certain way? Mm-hmm. You know, people. I, we don't. I think we're constantly moving in in, in, this, in this lifestyle that we're living, like especially in college. Like we've got a million things going on, but time itself is important because it gives you you need time to reflect and to really dig deep mm-hmm. and to think on a deeper level. And I think that's really important because um, when you don't, 
you know, intentionally craft your perspective and when you don't intentionally rewrite your story, you are simply going to play out your subconscious story. Right. Um, another aspect of that, too, is that you will not be living in your full potential because you'll be excluding opportunities from yourself because of something that happened in the past and you didn't you know put your perspective to that to make that in alignment right. with your goals and with who you want to be yeah, that perspective is there so like the perspective is going to exist no matter what it's your awareness about it that that uh, that gives you power too that gives you mm -hmm. power because all these things are shaping your perspective but if you have an awareness of what is shaping your perspective mm -hmm. and, and how it's being shaped then it's subconsciously controlling you. It's still there. But if you're very conscious and aware of it, then you can control th those effects of it. You can control what's good. You can take the good and, and leave the things that you don't want. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You can, like you, you have a lot more control. To cr intentionally craft your experience right. of life, which is essentially creating your own reality. That's the difference between living the worst life and the best life. Just perspective. Right. And I think that's really important too because the value in perspective is, you know, you being able to get jobs that previously an old perspective, an unaware perspective would have kept you from. Right. You being able to be in relationships that an unaware perspective would have right. kept you from. You being able to be a leader and to be somebody who's, you know, you know, relevant in your community, relevant to your family, you know, able to help and serve other people. That's your previous unaware perspective would have kept you from so it's like all of the things in life that you are seeking to be the things that you are hoping to be a lot of that can be negated and can be blocked simply by having a perspective that you're unaware of or by not really diving deep seeing what's going on pulling out the positives and then crafting your perspective so that right. it aligns with your story it aligns with your goals and it aligns with the things that you want to do going forward in this life so very eloquently said yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, like right now like i go ahead and go back 30 seconds so you can hear that again because that was gems being oh wrong. man that yeah was, and i know i probably talked a little fast but honestly guys i noticed that when i slow down my speaking um and i try to think about it it won't come out <laughs> so i have to like say it and then like if you need to like you know listen back a couple times go ahead and do that but you've got that okay so dom back to your yes. story uh, with the realization of, you know, perspective and how important it was, what was, and I know this is kind of thinking back because, you know, that was yeah. a couple years ago, but what was your first step towards doing something different with that new awareness? Oh, wow. Um, it was my first step to doing something different with that awareness. Um, I don't know. It's, I think it was step by step by step. There's a lot of little things. I, like when I came back from Haiti, necessarily wasn't like immediately like wow like I said it wasn't a eureka moment um, but it definitely was a, 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 a pivotal point in shifting the way that I was thinking about things the way I was viewing things I mean I still was dealing with a lot of stuff that year um, I was in a relationship at the time um, I don't think it was honestly I don't think that like I don't think that I actually sat down and realized like 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 how important everything I learned or really assess like what I was learning until after like I really went through the life coaching session mm -hmm. with you because then it, everything kind of slowed down for a while and I was really able to sit and really 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 think about a lot of things and that's when it hit me that wow like my perspective is a choice that's when it's like oh the, that's when the eureka moment started yeah so the seed was planted in Haiti and then the eureka was like after the sessions right after the sessions um but immediately I mean I went out and I tried to start practicing it as things were happening to me um, I did my best to try to make sure that the way I was viewing them was was in a positive light. Um, my relationships with my family it was a lot better. Like I was having issues with my my relationship, my relationship with my mother, my my father. Um, but 
what I was able to do was like I was able to uh, uh, um, I understood them a lot better. I understood them a lot better because of what I experienced in Haiti, right? Mm-hmm. But also because I started trying to put myself in their shoes and, and see things from their perspective and try to understand. I started seeing them as human beings and I was a lot more tolerant of things that I was holding on to that I had saw as negative in my past. Mm-hmm. Like, I started seeing the positive as well. Like, that's why I'm here today. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing now. Like, for instance, the reason I got kicked out of school um, and just because my father... I was on a half scholarship, like playing football, and my father stopped paying mm-hmm. his portion of it. My mother couldn't keep it up. Mm-hmm. That had always been so bitter for me. But if that never happened, I would have never left the school. I never would have went to Windsor Forest. I never would have met the people that I met there. And I never would have experienced pain and struggle. Without that pain and struggle, that desire to overcome any obstacle, that drive, mm-hmm. wouldn't have been there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and at the same time, like I'm sitting there like, wow, wow, wow. But like he's human too. He probably had the best intentions, just like I had the best intentions in my relationship, right? Mm-hmm. It's going full circle, like, but, you know, not some, sometimes despite our best intentions, they have results that are, don't match up. That don't match up. And I had to give him that, that ability, too. He's not a superhero. He's not just my dad. He's Edwin Julius, and he's a human being. And so when I started kind okay, of saying things name. like that, I think it was that government name. Like, oh, yeah, don't don't be no weirdo now. Like, no, but um, but no, but he's 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 a human being just like me, and he's kept on making mistakes just like me. So instead of blaming him, I I can look at the situation and think about all the positive things that came out of it, mm-hmm. and look at them as not only were they necessary, but that is the best thing that could have happened to me. Yeah, a situation that you really felt like was one of the worst, especially as a kid. You know, you're just like, mm-hmm. why is this happening to me? This is the worst thing. But to look back and to be able to say, thank you, I have gratitude because if that had not happened, I would not have been as successful as I am today. I would not, you know, Dog. be half the person that I am today. Dog, I, I was holding on to that bitterness and at the time I thought that like, I just kind of, kind of bottled it up and stopped talking about it and put it away and I thought mm-hmm. it was okay. But it really wasn't because it was... That experience, like, I bottled up. I was like, oh, and I just stopped talking about it. But I never thought to think about how today, like, it was affecting the way I was interacting, the way, mm. like, I was bitter about it for a while. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't just, like, I had to switch, switch schools. Like, my, I got kicked after my freshman year. They would have held my transcripts, and I had to start all over. I was put in remedial classes wow. as if I had failed, and I never failed before. Like, wow. and I, I took all that on, and for the first time and the only time in my life, I failed the course. Yeah, wow. I failed the course at that school. Mm-hmm. I gave up, and it got to the point where I just put my name on a piece of paper and just turned it up. So, yeah, like, and this didn't this didn't get rectified to my senior year. So I I've been holding on to this for a while, but stuff like that. That's how I started practicing it. Is looking back in my life and looking at things that I had just kind of put away, pain that I kind of put away, and like I dealt with it, I'm through with it. But really reopening it back up to hash it up and to not leave it as pain, but to rewrite it. And um, yeah, and I think that it was a process and something I'm still doing. Like this life is a journey. You're never gonna have anything 100% right. Like it's never gonna be 100% perfect, but you should be constantly striving to be better. Mm, I love that. So how did you start to integrate this, you know, information? Um, knowing that you're wanting to shift your perspective and, you know, you're kind of speaking about some of the results that happened and how right. you were able to rewrite your story. But like on a day to day basis, what did that look like for you? Ooh, so this is like anything that kind of happened. Like I think one time I realized like, wow, I'm different was um, <laughs> I'm different. <laughs> but um, was uh, so mock trial. Anybody knows me is mock trial is a huge part of my life. Um, I love it so much. Um, it's really been a, a, a ground for me to really develop my passion. Um, the, one year, so last year, um, this was my junior year. I really felt like I should have I should have made eighteen as a witness. 
And I had, explain to people what A-Team is. Okay, so mock trial, the way it works is you start with 50, there's tryouts. You get these tryouts, they cut people. So you come in, 50 people make the team in the fall. And then we start doing the actual competitions, that is like the playoffs mm -hmm. in the spring. Coming into the spring, they make decisions to cut people. They cut mm -hmm. 15 people from the program, so we go from 50 to 35. Those people will either graduate or they have to try it again the next year if they want to be a part of it. Okay. And those 35 people, it's consisted of four teams instead of the five that would have been in the fall. Okay. Those four teams are stacked based on your scores and you're essentially in like for competitiveness. There's an A team, there's mm -hmm. a B team, and there's two C teams. Okay. So that year, I had the highest score as my witness, the witness I was playing, which was the defendant. And I thought for certain that I was going to be on the A team, but due to varying factors, and we're student run, by the way. Mm -hmm. So a lot of politics goes into it, and I felt like I got cheated. Yeah. I felt like I robbed. I didn't really speak to anybody about it. Other people went and complained on my behalf. I felt like I got robbed, and it was a bitter moment for me. I tried not to be bitter about it. I was like, but it was really the bitterness was really driving me to excel and like prove them wrong. Like next time I went out, I got like perfect ranks. I got a perfect award. Only mm. time I ever done that. Um, but oh, wow. this so, but anybody who knew me that knew that that was painful for me. So this year, right, I made a team. I made a team not as, not as a witness, but this time I was attorney, um, and I was really really happy about it. Now my very first tournament, um, it was in in the in the spring. I, I didn't do so hot. And they made a decision like, like about after two tournaments to go ahead and to um, put me on B team. And I remember they text me, they emailed me like, oh, like, I'm so sorry to inform you, da da da. We made this, we made a decision because we feel like it was best. And um, I remember I, I sat there and I looked at it and I, I wasn't upset at all. I was actually excited. I was actually, and not even like genuinely excited because I knew for myself that I was always exactly where I meant to be. I knew that in my heart, I felt like it had been promised to me at the beginning in the fall mm -hmm. that I was going to be going to nationals mm -hmm. this year. We hadn't been to nationals in three years. Oh, wow. I, I, and I, I knew I was like, we're going to nationals this year. Besides mm -hmm. that, I didn't know, but I was like, I knew we were going to nationals this year, right? And sure enough, when they did that, I was like, oh, it's okay. Like, I wasn't worried at all. I was, I was like, well, this team that I'm on is going to nationals. And that team did better. Even then, the A team at every at every tournament since wow, then. Wow, so that's was, amazing. It was yeah, it was it was it was really really good. But what? So back to the perspective though. That's when it really hit me because I wasn't faking, I wasn't feigning, I wasn't just saying to people like, oh, I don't really care. The truth was, I was genuinely happy. I was excited. Here was something that the the year before was so negative for me, mm -hmm. and here I was experiencing it. And at the time, like, it wasn't there wasn't pain, any pain at all. I was genuinely happy. The you first chose thing, for that experience yeah, to give you joy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when it, when I started realizing that, as not just I looking back and and experiencing things and be like, oh, this is the best thing, but as things are currently happening, the mm -hmm. way I choose to look at it right now, I was starting to see the best, and mm -hmm. that really, you see what I mean? Like that, that yeah. really started changing the quality of like of, of just the way I felt like I was living. Awesome. So you know that is a, such a cool story. Like really being able to see the results and the fruits of doing all of this work. Because at the end of the day, this is work. Um, even though it is mindset work, it is really powerful, um, and it takes a lot of effort and a lot of intention and a lot yeah. of energy put towards it. So, you know, with integrating this information and seeing the result, what was that day to day like? Well, I mean, like I said, it's, it wasn't like any like eureka moment. It was constantly sitting there and choosing to just accept things that had happened as not good or bad, but it, it, just, it just happened, right? So just looking at things neutrally, looking at myself, everything that happened to me like very neutrally, and then just deciding to take the best from it. 
like this happened to me instead of just coming in and be like wow that sucked that was terrible like okay this happened <laughs> yeah what is what are all the consequences of this happening mm -hmm. good and bad exactly good and bad they're just all out there and they're not mm -hmm. good or bad yet yep and then after i've laid them all out i'm choosing well, wow like and, I, and let me choose the good yeah and by doing that what you realize what i realized is that a lot of times like we we might hone into the one bad con like this one bad effect of it mm -hmm. but we're missing out on all oh, this good. other opportunity mm -hmm. All this other opportunity we're closing out on because our perspective, we decided to hone in on one for this specific event mm -hmm. on the one bad thing that Absolutely. happened. Absolutely. When there could be like five, six other great opportunities that can come from this. Yeah. And then new, you know, ideas that can stem from that. And um, constantly I just had to keep reminding myself to do this as things happen. Yeah. And, and I, I still do. I think that's really interesting because like I see new awareness as, you know, which is like, I guess, new awareness of like, you know, your life and you know what that can look like leads to new ideas so that's the opportunity that, that you know Donovan was kind of talking about so when you have this new perspective that says oh these things are positive now with these positive things you think oh well how can I use this positive thing going forwards and that leads to new action and then new actions lead to new life right. so really just by shifting your mindset you will literally be creating a new life for yourself which is just like so unbelievable that you can do it's just amazing. like mm -hmm. through shifting you know how you interpret you know your experience of this world right so with all this information with you know shifting your perspective seeing the results of it going through this really extensive journey um how is your life different dog i <laughs> i honestly feel like i've come through all this experience like just much better like i i, I honestly do think that like a year ago even i feel like i'm three times the man i was a year ago 10 times the man I was coming into college. I feel like, and I feel like this is something that's gonna continually grow and it's gonna get better and better and better. It's a skill that I'm developing. And I mm -hmm. honestly feel like I'm living my best life. Like I honestly and truly feel like I'm living my best life. Simply through perspective. Right, because I choose to have the perspective that it is the best. I love that. And um, I do have a question about one of your perspectives. And I know this is right. from a conversation that we were having um, off mic. <laughs> yeah. Almost at off camera, like off mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that perspective is like, you know, really powerful for you. And that is, you know, you shifting the idea of quitting to the idea of letting go. Right. So I kind of want you to talk about what that, you know, shift in perspective means to you and how you're able to apply that in your life. Right. So one of the things that happened to me, and this talk about digging deep, one of the things that happened to me is that, you know, my parents divorced. And that, you know, had a, a whirlwind of effects. But I don't think I ever sat to think about the fact that like, and if, it, it was really affecting me. And I knew it was affecting me and I kind of dealt with it, but I was like, okay, I don't feel pain from it anymore, so I'm over it, mm. right? But what I'd taken from it, what did I take from it to go ahead and to be like, well, it doesn't pay me anymore. Like, what was my, what, what was my perspective yeah, like because of it? Yeah, what was the story it? that was written on right. that? And um, one of the things that came, and this, again, things could be good or bad, it's just like, it, it, it doesn't exist. It's just, it is what it is. And um, one of the effects of it was that I sat there and I, I felt like my father had just quit. I felt like he could have stuck in there and, and, and worked, but he just got, t he just quit. And for me, um, I knew that I don't want to repeat a history of divorce. One thing that I don't want is to divorce. Uh, my, my dad's side of the family, the entire family has a history of divorce, and I want to break that cycle. I want to break that curse. So that drives me. But see, that drive, is I saw it as a good thing. I'm just like, it's a good thing, it's a good thing, it's a good thing. One effect of it that I wasn't aware of, that was controlling me, was that because I saw and I felt like he quit, 
in my day-to-day life and what was playing itself in my relationships is no matter what, I didn't want to quit. I didn't want to feel like I was quitting. Mm-hmm. In my relationship that I just had, like, I kept working like it. I mean, it wasn't, uh, like, granted, like, I'm not an amazing girl, great girl, right? I would only wish the best for her. And, you know, in there, like, but there were times where I was frustrated, but I would just stay in there anyways because I didn't want to quit. I, I, I wanted to work, you know, and I cared about it. So I was like, I can work for it. I can work, I can work, I can work, I can mm. work. Even after, I was searching for answers. I was trying to work, I was trying to work, I was trying to work. I was trying to do anything I could because I didn't want to quit on something that I cared about. But there's a shift in perspective. Just the word quitting itself sounds so negative, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, letting go is important, too. You have to know when to let go. Going back, talking about, you know, when we, when we had our off-mic conversation, you said something that was very, very, that's, that sat with me and resonated with me because it was something I was learning, but I hadn't really put a period on it yet. Like, mm. And uh, you said that, you know, you saw this thing that said there's two rules to life and how you live your best life is, is to love. To love everything you're doing, love the life you're living, love, love the, the people, people around, around you. you. Yep. And the second rule is to know when to let go. And it's Absolutely. just as important. And I think that I, I, I think innately, like something I knew and was kind of born with and raised with was the ability to love people, mm-hmm. to love what I'm around, love what I'm doing and it, for it to be genuine. That's never been hard for me. But because of the thing that I've been factoring in as far as quitting, I never really knew how to let go. And that's what this whole, and that's how I'm looking back and framing on this relationship that was so painful. Like, mm-hmm. But what it taught and what I learned from it is that even good things like that, in the, that was in the moment, you got to know when to let go. And that's the beauty of life. Um, when we were having that conversation, I was essentially explaining that like life moves in a cycle. Right. Everything is cyclical. If you look to the sun, if you look to plants, if you look to the water cycle, like everything about this world, this mm-hmm. universe is cycl- cyclical. And to love it is to be in the moment. And to let it go is to also be in the moment because as soon as you right. have it, it is also gone simultaneously. Right. So if you're not letting go of something, then you are no longer in the moment and you are no longer in your present life. And the crazy part about that is that you're holding out to something that's gone, and that is foregoing your opportunity to love something greater. Yeah. To love the next thing that appears as soon as that other thing is gone, there's always something new to love. Right. So, you know, it's kind of like you're always going to have something to put your love and your energy your and your, yeah, your attention but towards. You can't hold on to something forever because then that's exactly things need to move, things need to be cyclical. That's not love for yourself, and that's not love Mm-mm. for whatever that's it is not love that, for you're, them that you're holding on to. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a person, a thing, an idea, or an event that happened in your life, like you gotta know. Exactly, and it's like you know, really embodying love is being able to embody letting go. Right, hand ah. in hand. Hand in hand, two twins, yin and yang, the <laughs> life, the cycle. <laughs> yes, man. Um, so you know, I guess speaking of letting it go, what are your new boundaries for that? How did you decide? You know, this is something that I can let go, and this is time to let go of something. Well, I mean, so. I mean, I, that's 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 a that's a difficult question. I can't give you some sort of you know philosophical like this is a definite answer, right? But I mean, my, my, the way I'm looking at it is just, I mean, there, there, I feel like there's signs, um, especially if someone wants to go, like, or especially if we're dealing with a person and they want to go, let, mm-hmm. them, let them go, mm-hmm. let them go. Things that are meant to be will work out. That's a perspective you can choose to have. Don't worry, about, don't worry yourself trying to make something out of something that isn't there. If you're putting energy out into something mm-hmm. and you're not getting the same energy that you're putting back, like back to you mm-hmm. or energy, like what is adequate for you, then it might be time to let it go. You got, you got to know to let go of things that are no longer serving you. Period. 
Say that one more time. Yeah. <laughs> you, you gotta you gotta <laughs> learn to let go of things that are that are no longer serving you. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's it's that simple because it's only gonna cause you pain and cause pain for others. Exactly. It's no longer love. Exactly, and I think that's something really interesting because people could say, "Well, what is serving me? Like, how do I know if it's serving me?" And a simple, you know, way that I get to that is just saying, "Like, is it giving me love? Is it giving me joy? Is it giving me peace? Is it increasing my connection to self or my connection to others right. in a positive way?" Right. And if it is not doing those things, then that is no longer serving you, and it's time right. to like release that from your life so that you can receive something else that is going to serve right. you. And question like why it is that if you might know these things and not be willing to let go, like, and then you're no longer acting love you. Might back down to fear mm-hmm. that's something very different oh man the energy between love and fear they're like complete opposites yeah 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 it's crazy um but sometimes the lines can get blurred it can and i think that's why it's good to have somebody who has another perspective as well because sometimes you don't always see everything that's right in front of you you don't always see all of your resources but somebody else who does have your best intentions in mind and who is seeking to help you to you know become your best person can start to see those things and say hey this isn't love right now i know that you think it is but like you know here's the another you know view of things and here's a more objective view of things and that is not love. I think that right there speaks to wisdom. Like they always say like a wise man knows that he knows nothing at all. Mm-hmm. And it's because our perspective and what we possibly can attain and learn in this life, lifetime is so limited. So the ability and have the humility to be able to go ahead and, and realize that mm-hmm. and be able to listen and accept other people's perspectives on things. Well, that gives you a lot a, a greater lens on life than just the lens that you're looking through your own perspective mm-hmm. to kind of evaluate things and, and find the best viable are the best solutions. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. This has been such a good conversation. Yes, ma'am. Um, now, was there anything else that you wanted to share before I went through and made sure that I hit on all of the key points? Uh, I don't know. Go through the key points, and if something stands out, like I want to add something on there, I I, 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 uh, I will. But at this very moment, present time, I'd I just be rambling if I... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no worries. Um, So key points. The first one is what you do is what you see. Um, And then the flip side of that, what you see, you can't do. Um, what you what you can't see yes you can't do what you can't see you can't do and that came from the uh proverb the haitian proverb yeah, yeah. say that one more time it sounds really cool okay it's saufe okay yeah period um so another thing is that perspective really shapes your reality and that literally is everything um because when you have new perspective you get new awareness with new awareness you get new ideas with new ideas you get new action and with new action you have an entirely new life which is really exciting um another thing that perspective gives is a greater understanding and a greater tolerance uh due to your changed expectations so you're able to spend less time being upset at things that are going on in your life and more time just being able to accept them and then have happiness in that moment because you're not fighting against what already happened in the past right um another thing is that happiness is a perspective and perspective is a choice that is huge can you say that, can you say that again oh absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Happiness is a perspective and perspective is a choice. Right. You can choose. A lot of times um, our subconscious is choosing for us. Right. But you and your conscious mind can choose how you want to view things and how you want to write your story. Right. Um, another thing is that good and bad don't exist. Things happen and whether they are good quote unquote or bad quote unquote is simply us assigning a meaning to life's 
importance and to life's events and the things that take place. Um, another key realization is that the wider the lens, the more likely you are to have a viable solution. So if you're able to see things from more perspectives and see things with a greater scope, essentially, you're able to get a better solution to whatever problem it is that you're going through. Right. Um, and then here's another thing. Oh, this is uh, something that Don and I talked about off cam. Well, off mic, not off cam. <laughs> um, you can be lucky with a small lens and be making all of the right choices, but more perspective gives more surety going forward. Can I, can I speak on that? Oh, go, ahead. I want to have that. go ahead. So, right. Again, we talked about how reality is just a concept that we don't entirely have a grasp on. All we have is our perspective on it. That's how we experience reality. So your perspective is your lens through which you experience the life around you, the people around you, the things around you, the events around you. Now, that lens is, is limited and is crafted through the experiences that you have in life, right? Mm -hmm. So something that's important is in order to broaden that lens, you experience more things. You step outside your comfort zone mm -hmm. and you, you can broaden that lens. But even then, it's always gonna be limited because it can never encompass everything. Mm -hmm. And so the more, the more people that you're willing to listen to, the more lenses, the more people you have around you, like they say, like two heads, three heads, like the more people you have around you looking at a problem or looking at a, a, a situation or the wider your own lens, the, the greater surety you have that like, that okay, you are seeing the bigger picture. And you are seeing all of the positives that you can choose from and all of the directions that you can go. Right, and, and like you said, like you, so you can have a small lens, a very limited perspective, and, mm -hmm. and still be happy to be lucky enough to maybe making all the right choices. But you might- The likelihood is so much yeah, less. It's, yeah, it's so much less. When you, when, you, when you broaden it, and the wider your perspective can get, and the more perspectives you can get on a situation, the more sure you can be that that decision you're making is the right decision, or you might broaden your perspective and you find out that, wow, there's a better option over there in that person's right. perspective that exactly. you are never going to get on your, on your own. Exactly. And then I think this is the last point. Um, there is no other way to deal with the world around you besides through your perspective. So if you don't have, you know, a perspective that is in alignment with others, you cannot deal with others holistically. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have their perspective and your perspective, you literally cannot deal with them holistically because coming at it from your lens will not allow you to serve them and serve that say, situation say, well. Say that again. Honestly, that really just flew out the top I'm of my sorry, head. No, I can't but, even okay, say that then again. I, then I'll catch the point. Okay, that, yes. Exactly. You said that if you can't, if you can't see things from your perspective and someone else's perspective, mm -hmm. and I'll pause right there because that's so very important. That's something that you have to work on is trying to be able to, again, not just see your perspective as truth, but be able to be humble enough to be like, well, this is how I feel about it and how that person feels about it. There's both, they, they both are important, they're both valid. Yeah, and I, I guess adding on to that, because when you said that, that reminded me, but understanding their perspective as truth as well. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Because with their truth, um, then, you know, the things that you were saying, you will have to try to align your truth with their truth because both of them are, you know, valid. And then integrating the two of them and saying, okay, now with both of these truths, how do we move forward? Right. What is at the core of these truths? What story do we need to rewrite to be able to move forward exactly. in unison towards whatever goal this is? Because we understand each other better. Because it's not just how I see things. I, I understand where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. So we can now find a solution that works the best for both of us. Absolutely. 
Um, awesome. So those are the key points, everybody. Um, yep. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And now, as always, for my shameless plug, if you are listening to this podcast, gaining new awareness about yourself and realize that you want to live your life differently and have support during that journey, you can always schedule a call with me where we'll talk about your situation and see if my signature coaching program, Align, is a good fit for you. Um, this is the program that Don was referring to earlier throughout the podcast. Yeah, and yeah. there is more information about this program on my website, thehiddengeisha.com. Links below where you can find out more about me, listen to testimonials, catch up on podcast episodes, or simply send me a message to say hello. Until next time, everybody. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.